anyhow, hey, it's the first. Hey, this is the first episode of 2022, and it's 1222. It uh, where you are, yes. How appropriate! Well, you find yes. a cacao. <laughs> if you go by military time, uh, we have to get to be there at. Uh, uh, my, my, hold on, my, my brain is functioning with military time. It'll be eight, it'll be eight hours from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at yeah. eight twenty-two, it'll be twenty twenty-two. In twenty twenty-two, which can happen a lot, actually. So yes. uh, it's not the real. It'll happen. Exciting. It'll happen exactly <laughs> three hundred and sixty-five times. <laughs> I <laughs> I, re- I reached for it, and uh, it wasn't that impressive. <laughs> Hey, um, I have good news just to kick the year off, by the way, Alan. Cool. Let's hear it. Well, the good news is that uh, we have been gifted a plethora, and I don't often use that word, a plethora of short stories by the eponymous short story one. Now, from what I understand. Do you know? What is a plethora? (laughs) A plethora uh, is a... Uh, associated with that cool sketch about bulbous bouffants, if you want to know. Oh, I was I was doing the three amigos bit. Oh, oh shit! I, it's been a while. <laughs> Did a you while. know? I actually, I think I watched the three amigos for the first time during the pandemic because uh, ah. it's one it's one of those movies Kayla uh, grew up with, but I hadn't seen, and so uh, she got me to watch it, and I, I fucking loved it. But I don't have the whole thing memorized in the top back of my head. I gotcha. do, of course. Memorize the, hey, look, it's a mail plane. How do you know it's a mail plane? Well, you could tell because it has little balls. You know what my favorite thing about that is? What's that? Uh, when they, showed, they used to show that movie on Comedy Central, uh, they would censor that part. Oh. And you know how they censored it? How? They just took out the punchline entirely. So <laughs> he would just say, look, it's, it's a mail plane. It, it, yes. So he just says, hey, look, it's a mail plane. And then it cuts like him being asked how and then him saying the punchline. And Martin Short just starts cracking up at the idea of it being a mail plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, I don't know. Uh, you, if you've listened to one of our earlier episodes with um, Undercooked and Al, or not Undercooked, <laughs> you listen to one of our earlier episodes with uh, Random Encounters. We started to tow, you know, tow the waters. What? We did a cross promotional show with Undercooked Analysis. <laughs> yeah, we. It was pretty good, honestly. That Alan guy. I'm happy to welcome uh, our guest from our sister podcast, Undercooked Analysis, Alan Cheney. Hi, I'm Alan Cheney. <laughs> I am, of course, the host of our main podcast, Undercooked Analysis. <laughs> uh, it's good to finally have you on the show, Alan. Thank yeah, you very much, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so, short story one. So, we did a crossover with Random Encounters, as we often do. And we read a bunch of short story one stories. And we read them. And they were funny. And we enjoyed them. But they were very strange. Uh, oh. But... We have five more all sent to us in a big chunk. And then beyond that, there's like a dozen or two dozen so more stories that they sent us. So they're really staking their claim in this business of really weird micro stories. Um, 
I mean, their their title is literally short story one. So good. I wish I'd gotten on the in on the ground floor like that. I'd thought of something like that, but uh, I mean, my hat's off to short story one. So uh, how would you feel about reading this cluster of five and then uh, talking about it in a, uh, and what I realize now is our usual short shivery segment, but now it has been taken over by short story one. So the short story one in shivery segment. Uh, sounds good. So the first story is called should I still claim that I have mind powers? This should be an adventure. You want to, you yes. want to start us off, Mr. Cheney? I will. Thank you. Last week, I remember waking up groggy, and I tried reaching out for the cup of water. You know, the cup of water. Yes. And all of a sudden, of well, all of a sudden, I moved the cup with my mind. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And before this, I had accepted to live a life of insecurity and dying without really achieving anything. <laughs> what a matter of fact way of just yeah. <laughs> settling an existential dread. Well, I woke up this morning and none of my cups were moving. Guess I'll just die a miserable piece of shit. <laughs> I will never have accomplished anything without telekinesis. So now, now with this newfound power, it was my door to success and stardom, and I didn't care that I had a mile-long list of bodily problems due to living recklessly, because I had mind powers. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> Everything's great now, because I have mind powers. And I love that they just accept this just by moving a cup of water. Like, for all we could have known, you're groggy, right? You bumped your, yeah. like nightstand with the water on it right and you think i have mind powers um when i was a teenager i had a very 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 vivid dream that i had telekinetic powers once and woke up and actually tried to move something with my mind wow <laughs> did it did it work yes david <laughs> <laughs> well, i was really hoping because that's why you know I, I that's why i understand you're so you now are so keen to get those, those sponsorships because now that you have mind powers right you could still go to g fuel and be like hey watch this and you take your g fuel shaker and it just floats in the air in front of you, you shake it up with your mind and you're just like boom <laughs> that's that's how i do it it would look pretty oh, sick Alas, no mind powers. Ah, well, sometimes, you know, you can just, if you, sometimes, you know, don't dream it, just be it. So uh, maybe, maybe someday, Alan, maybe someday we'll all have mind powers, but then it wouldn't be special. So. Yeah. Yeah. I practiced using my mind powers on cups and other small objects. (laughs) Every time I moved something, I burst out with laughter and tears of joy. That sounds like a real problem. Yeah. At, at work, I pulled pranks on coworkers and my manager with my mind powers, and also put in my month my, and also put in my month's notice. <laughs> Non-specific pranks, and also here's my month's notice. Yes. It was incredible to put in my month's notice, and all the horrid crap I went through at work didn't really matter anymore. I hadn't told anyone about my mind powers at this point, and I didn't really know who to tell. They were scary realizations that I might be experimented on or even people wanting to hurt me. Oh, yeah, they'd be so jealous of your mind powers, you know? 
<clears throat> I'm just imagining like someone sitting at work and they go to grab like their their like water cup at their desk and like their water cup has moved slightly to the left and they're like oh this isn't where I thought it would be and then you just hear in the background get fucking wrecked son <laughs> <laughs> the yeah best. mind powers <laughs> yes it happened <laughs> Best use of your mind powers. <laughs> well, hey, if you use if you think about doing something and then you take your hand and you move something, that's using your mind, right? Yeah. So technically, we all have mind powers, actually. I like how this is very non-specific mind powers. Like, do we like this is just telekinesis, right? I think so. So that's far. what it seems to be. I had no intentions of becoming a superhero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this took a turn. <laughs> I'm cup mover, man. <laughs> <laughs> this power is moving cups away from supervillains. <laughs> ah, I will destroy this city once. I pour this poison into the water reservoir. Hey, where's my cup of poison? <laughs> in my mind's eye, for a split second, I pictured a man in a superhero co- a person in a superhero costume, with a, a, with like a bunch of cups just floating in the air around them, and then just pelting people with cups. But no, this is my cooler, just nonchalantly moving things at inconvenient times that are cup based. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, had no, I had no intentions of becoming a superhero but rather just famous and catching it all in ah uh, yeah, yeah. Guy. <laughs> watch this this is like this is some fucking like David Blaine shit yeah, take my abilities to the beer pong circuit <laughs> I score one hundred percent of the beer pong shots. It's like the cups just move to get in my shot in 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 into uh in in the into position for my shots. Is competitive beer pong a thing? Yeah, it has to be. That guy, everything that you can make competitive is potentially a thing, I suppose. So yeah, get in on that circuit. You do it. You own it. Even with powers, I was still scared of confrontation. I know I'm just one big coward. It runs in the family. <laughs> Many cowards were composed Many into one being. people. <laughs> so not only does this person have mind powers, they are composed of several cowards. Yes. <laughs> By the way, cowards cannot block warriors. It's true. Um, <laughs> That's a Magic the Gathering joke for you all out there. Anyway, I decided to tell my one best friend and we have known each other since high school. We both got bullied together, got rejected by girls together, and both got into jobs we hated. Maybe you would get rejected by girls together if you didn't, I don't know, act as a tag team. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Hey, date us both. Hey, babe, do you want to date me and Tom? <laughs> <laughs> this is like... <laughs> What is this like a polyamory thing? Are we gonna do a threesome? Uh, no, you just 
just just both of us we're both like straight as hell we don't do that sort of thing ew gross <laughs> hold on is that a burger king cup <laughs> <laughs> i'm about to make your panties melt off <laughs> <laughs> so far so far the only specific things we've heard this person <laughs> talk about moving up in cups everything else has been very nebulous oh uh i'm going to help him when i cash this all in how does this person going to cash it all in i guess we'll find out right hopefully well it better be soon because there's two <laughs> paragraphs left <laughs> yeah when I showed my friend my mind powers, he couldn't believe it. And I, t- and, and I told him, my success is your success as well. When I tried moving a drink, he wanted a drink. It, it really is just cup-based. <laughs> you were right. It really is just cup-based. <laughs> it didn't go to him, but rather it hit a wall. When I tried moving the drink back to where it originally was, it flew and hit my friend. I swore to my friend I didn't do that, but then the drink started floating on its own, and I swore to my friend that it wasn't me. I've lost control of my cups. Cups, they're rebelling. <laughs> I thought cups were my only friends. <laughs> now what do I do? Then something invisible snapped my friend's neck. Whoa. Oh, okay. Ah, and I found my friend's neck had been surgically replaced with cups. <laughs> <laughs> and started walking towards me and drinking. Oh, it was an invisible person. How do you know that? <laughs> that that's a weird conclusion to jump to, but okay, sure. <clears throat> I never had mind powers, but this invisible person was simply making me think I had powers. What a dick. A cup-based mind powers. Weeks later, when I tried reaching for my cup, good lord! Move a different thing! It moved to me, but this time I knew it wasn't me. This is this is this is this is not supposed to be this funny, but now we... <laughs> the invisible, the invisibly person, the invisibly person is now making it look like I have mind powers. Should I still claim that I have mind powers and benefit off from it? Wow. How this invisible person apparently has a cup fetish. Yeah, that's it feels like it. How does that benefit you in any way? All your powers yeah. are cup-based. Even then, you've literally said nothing about, like when you talked about the pranks. Like, it's not like anyone, it's not like anyone, like, I, I, I this is so, this is so bizarre. I love it. <laughs> that was great. But I don't know if it was intended to be that. But, but this is typical short story one territory. It's just weird, you know? And it's like a weird twist, but it's still like, it's still incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. You take that upvote. Hey, that's good. Enjoy your upvote, short story one. All right. Let's move on, shall we? Let's, we shall. Let's, let's, uh, let's take our cups and move to the next, uh, the next story. 
This one is called How I Help My Daughter Manage Her Fear of Ghosts and Spirits. And again, I, I, these aren't necessarily posted on like No Sleep. These are on r slash stay awake, which, okay, sure. Knock off. That's, that's good times. But um, I love how the titles sound like No Sleep titles, but they're all kind of just janky a little bit. Very, they're, they're very, very much, much jank. Do you, do you want to start or shall I? I will start. Okay. How I help my daughter manage her fears of ghosts and spirits. My child is frightened of ghosts. <laughs> like many children. And I have been constantly helping my child to get over her fears. But it has been a struggle. The trials a child must go through in life and all of the fears, anxiety, and trepidation they must face is daunting. I remember being a child once. I had to deal with stuff. Yeah. Not anymore. Now I'm As invisible. Now I'm an invisible person who moves cups yeah. to freak other people out. As a responsible, invisible cup-moving parent, <laughs> I have been doing my best to show my daughter that ghosts don't exist. <laughs> and I have taken many steps to assure her that ghosts don't exist. I myself used to be scared of ghosts as a child. Mother, my father helped me through it, and I will do the same with my daughter. In our family... There is a tradition that we do when our one member is scared of ghosts. I let, and I called all of the extended family and neighborhood friends to come to my house. Can, can, I, can I go back and read that again? Because I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Go right ahead. In our family, there is a tradition that we do when one member is scared of ghosts. No, 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 no comma. And I called all the extended family and neighborhood friends to come to my house. It, what? I guess this is. Uh, I guess this is part of the tradition that apparently this is. Or there's a yeah. ritual when someone is scared of ghosts. I guess. I guess that's the idea. Okay. Apparently, a long-standing tradition of goat crippling ghost phobia in this Some- family. Someone mentions, hey, I'm sort of afraid of ghosts. And then it's like, well, we got to get all 50 members of our extended family into the house now. (laughs) All the neighbors are here. This is like Encanto, but with more ghosts, but still generational trauma because of the fear of ghosts. The main event was going to be about my daughter realizing that ghosts don't exist and it will be nice for everyone to be together as it has been a long time. That's right. The main event. (laughs) My daughter versus the attack team of ghosts. (laughs) All you have to do is do that thing Alice did in that TV special and yell, I don't believe in you. And that's how you win. Uh, My daughter was terrified and even more anxious as she was going to be the main attraction. But I told her that after the event, she will no longer be scared of ghosts. There's a twist coming. I know there is. And the story is only four paragraphs long, so... Then when the day arrived and all of the guests gathered around the house with a man tied up to a chair. Mm-hmm. My daughter was in the middle. <laughs> the man tied up to the chair was killed as he died. And as he died, I told my daughter, observe this man dying body. Is there any spirit coming? <laughs> <laughs> I realized how poorly I emphasized everything I just said, 
but that's how I imagine it was said, given what we're reading. Because <laughs> there's no there's no punctuation to just observe this man dying body. This man dying body, is there any spirit coming out of him? Yeah, that was beautifully delivered. <laughs> and my daughter just stared at him with wide eyes. For hours, we all just stared at a dead body. <laughs> As we were all witnessing no kind of spirit coming from the man's body. This was a lesson for my daughter and a reminder to everyone else in the room that ghosts or spirits don't exist. I, I like how, again, it's very nonspecific. How did they kill the man? Uh, he they just, just, he, I don't know. Just observe this man dying body. <laughs> observe this man dying body. Man dying body. Um, then... On another night, my daughter got scared again and killed our cat. <laughs> Trigger warning, dead cat. She looked at me and said, just wanted to remind myself that ghosts and spirits don't exist. Cool. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, uh, 5,000 points for dead cat. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, short story one. That's not, no, no. The other one, I like the other one more. <laughs> No more comments, just no dead cat. Yes. That's it. No. Observe, I, I observe this man dying body. Is there any spirit coming out of him? <laughs> <laughs> that part's great. And, you know, man kill, man dying body, it okay. Kill cat? No. No. I say, I say we just power through to the next uh, short story yes. one short story. Next story. This one is called My Degree in Medicine is Useless story about being being a millennial <laughs> i laugh but it really is and that's just sad and now i want to go cry actually so uh, why don't you start this one off while i go cry Woo! my degree in medicine is useless my degree in medicine is completely and utterly useless and i regret giving 10 years of my life go trying to become a doctor <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I feel better again. I love these. I love these these typos. I was 30 when I decided that I wanted to become a doctor. That's a little late, bruv. <laughs> what were you doing before that? Working at Costco? And I sacrificed everything, even my marriage. I feel resentful at everything I trained and worked so hard to become a doctor, and I studied every single day. I am stuck, and I have no idea where to go or what to do now. How did my life become like this? How did McDonald's end up like this? I wanted to save people's lives and actually make a difference in the world, and I know how naive that sounds, but it's true that I wanted to study medicine to become a doctor. This is a very run-on paragraph, isn't it? Yep. I first went to Jerome, who was going to teach me about the human body. And because Jerome was a serial killer, he knew the body inside and out. His victims screamed and cried, but when he killed them, he opened them up and I, sh and I showed me the organs. <laughs> I showed me the organs. Jerome didn't have to do that. Jerome just did all the hard work. I showed me the organs. He did so many experiments. He did. So oh, I thought, okay. He did so many experiments on them and I studied from him really closely and it was incredible. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, there were so many things that I didn't know a out the human body up until that point. And I was really grateful for Jerome. I also learned surgery from Jerome and it was amazing. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Then I learned about chemicals from a drug dealer. <laughs> 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 oh. oh it gets better who, who sold who sold every kind of drug in the world who is this who is this cartel kingpin that you've met what the hell and i studied really closely with him at that point his name was Chris, and he knew his drugs and chemicals from the back of his hands. <laughs> it's kind of like a periodic table on the back of one hand. Chemical it was comp. so intriguing to see what kind, what each kind of drug did that did to the body, and I was for sure now that I was able to become a doctor as Jerome and Kiss, Chris, sorry. Gave me degree in medicine certificates. <laughs> we are almost going into manhook hand or car hand. It, we're getting there. I found them online. <laughs> oh, so you're one of Alex Jones's doctors. Ah. I found them online and they teach other hopefuls who one day want to become doctors. So Jerome and Chris know each other, I take it? Because they gave him the degree together. Oh, I thought he just found the degree in medicine certificate online. I thought so too. No, but it says Jerome and Chris gave me degree in medicine, in medicine certificate. Degree in medicine certificate. So he didn't actually get a degree in medicine. He got a degree in medicine certificate. Good. So those are good. Those are hard to get. Yes. Now you are certified to give people medicine. That's it. Yep. You're certified for a degree. Then oh sorry, it's 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 is it me again? Yeah, it is, uh, I think. Yes. Last paragraph. Then when I got my degree in medicine, I went out to become a doctor and none of the hospital possessive hospital hospitals wanted me and none of them took me seriously. So I am going to have to prove it right now. I got a guy in my truck and when I take him out of the truck and put him outside in front of the hospital, I'm going to shoot him and then perform surgery on him. Then the hospital will have to employ me as a doctor as they have proof that I am capable up to now, my degree in medicine has been useless. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, uh, the funny thing is, like, a lot of these stories do read, the ones that are most effective are the ones that read like they are written by someone who is completely out of touch with reality. The voice yes. works for this one really well. Yeah. Yeah. And this, the weird part is, I don't know if this is intentional because all of these stories read very weird. Yeah, and it's, no, it's, 
it's real weird. It's kind of part of the charm, though. Yeah. I like this one. <laughs> yes. Uh, this one gets an upvote. The dead cat one didn't get one. But no, but this one does. We're, we're, we're two for three on upvotes from, from, from Alan. Excellent. You're on a, you're a, but you're on thin eye short story one. Yeah. You're a loose cannon short story one. Yeah. Here's another one for you, Alan. This one is called, I'm just full of useless knowledge. You go ahead and start this time. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? That seems fair. I'm just full of useless knowledge and I hate knowing stuff that I cannot use. It's like having a large garage full of sports cars, but not no- being allowed to drive them. A couple of months ago, I was trying to negotiate with a man's liver to stay inside his body, and I could see his liver trying to come out. I was being professional and nice at first. But when desperation came over me, I started to scream and curse. As the liver was forcing itself out of the man, I tried to punch it in and even used a hammer to hammer it back into his position. The man died, and I buried him in some nameless field. Whoa. Right out the gate. Yep. Right out the gate. This is um, this is classic. This is immediately (laughs) full throttle B nanners. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um fuck I now. I now have that knowledge of that man's death and where he is buried, and I cannot do anything with it. I cannot make money out of it or produce a nice conversation out of it, and it's just a piece of useless information. (laughs) I hate useless pieces of knowledge that I cannot do anything with because I firmly believe that useless knowledge is a waste of brain power and activity. I will die with that knowledge, and it really does hurt me inside. I wonder if this is the same... I wonder if this is the same person who uh, wanted to be yeah, this uh, is the doctor. This is the doctor again. This is a different rant. Because, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> then a couple of weeks later, I tried to negotiate with a man's lungs to stay inside his goddamn body. I could see his two lungs trying to come out of his body. And I was trying so hard to negotiate with his lungs to try not and to, to not try and escape. Why are we reiterating this? It's the same. Then out of desperation, I tried hammering his lungs back inside the body, but this just killed the man. As I realized for the second time at what I had just done, I thought to myself that my learning of how to negotiate with organs to stay inside the body was useless in itself, as I have never successfully managed to negotiate or make an organ to stay inside the body. My friend, I hate to tell this to you, but most organs do not have ears or the capacity to hear you, except for, you know, ears themselves. I bury the second man in some other abandoned place, and now he is just another piece of useless information that I will never use or talk about. I was angry and fed (laughs) that I have this thing that will never benefit me as I only want to know things that will benefit me in some way or another. I am just a man full of useless information. Also, I am a man of constant sorrow. (laughs) Also, this person is not... At least we, we they were angry and fed, so they're not hangry. They are well fed. Yeah. So yeah. Um this man. This is the is, is this the weirdest one? It's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> this is the weirdest one so far. Um yeah, yeah, probably the weirdest one we've read read today. 
Uh, I mean, there's not that many. So, I mean, we're coming, we're already on the last one. Can you believe it? Uh, it makes me a little sad. I mean, I could always grab more. He sent us a bunch. Like a nah, bunch. Like this is just wanna, a cluster of five. We don't want, we don't want to burn out on these. Okay. No, that's fair. Besides, we got to get back to, uh, and I just, I'll make this point now. We're going to continue layer of the white worm. Uh, yeah. I, but we just gotta, we gotta get everybody back in one place again. Cause you know, it's, it's white worm. It's, it's special. Yeah. We got to schedule around a cheat day so I can drink. Yeah. And we need to, we need to further develop what, uh, what drinks we're drinking for this, this round. And we've been, we've been concocting some ideas based around things like weasels and, uh, you know, other uh, rock weasels and things like that. Useless, u- useful stones. You have to listen to those episodes if you want to know what we're talking about. But yes, I have there. They are well worth your time. Absolutely. Uh, but then so are these. These are I'm you know, here's the thing. I'm still quite enjoying these. Oh, I'm loving these so far. We needed something just totally bizarre to read to start the year off, I think. So um, yeah, this is this is a good this is a good start to the year. Hold on. I almost forgot to give that one an upvote. Oh, that one gets an upvote. All right, we got one more, and this one is called "I Am an Heir to So Many Great People." Uh, how about I? I can start this one again if you want. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, <clears throat> there is a man that exists, and if you tell him what is bothering you, and then he will make you happy by telling you what you are the heir of. It's amazing, and it all started when I had a horrid day at work. And I felt so useless that this man who saw me like this had went up to me and asked me, what's wrong, young man? You look so sad. And I replied, I feel so useless. And the stranger then smiled at me and said, you are not useless. You are the heir of McCornick Corin. He built an entire empire by his own hands. And this empire still exists today, but has been locked away by McCornick due to the ungrateful people of his time. Period. Wow. A little punctuation goes a long way here, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Okay. Did so so do we understand what's going on? No. <laughs> okay. That's fair. I'm, I'm resigned to not understand completely. Only his heir can unlock this incredible empire, which is a true example of heaven. No heir to McCornin was, I thought it was McCornick. McCornin will ever be useless. And I don't know why, but this made me feel so much better. <laughs> then, sorry, I need a moment. Yeah, me too. Then on another day, I decided to pour bleach down my manager's throat. (laughs) (laughs) When it was just me and him in the office. The office has no CCTV, and so nobody would know. (laughs) Nobody? (laughs) Yeah. Nobody? Not not nobody as one word, and so nobody would know. I felt bad about this as I felt like an utter monster. And when this stranger saw how sad I was again, he asked me again, what's wrong, young man? And I replied, 
I feel like a horrid monster because I poured bleach down my manager's throat. Well, at least this one has a conscience. Presuming it's not the same character from every other story. Right. The stranger then told me that you are not a monster because you are also the heir of Savangai Loronga, an ancient warrior in ancient times who killed a thousand people. Then when he was questioned why he killed a thousand people, he explained to them how these people were hybrid creatures in disguise. And when their dead bodies were inspected, everyone saw how their bodies changed to their true form. From that day forward, nobody questioned who Savangai had killed. So that being said, no heir to seven guys should also be questioned about who they kill. And after hearing that, I became really happy being an heir to an ancient warrior. <laughs> I then wanted to hear more about who I am an heir to. And I started doing other atrocious things like burning buildings and making soup out of people and dipping my feet into the liquid and making red footsteps on the ground. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Never, that was never, all a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> never changed short story one. This stranger always knew who I was an heir to with every crime I had committed. <clears throat> wow, this stranger is amazing. Yeah. I was an heir to Morosian Carlat, an ancient king who deceived the gods to think that he is a god. And when I had deceived strangers to drink something which burned their inside to a mush, I feel so... Mm. And I had deceived strangers to drink something which burned their inside to a mush. I feel so good about myself after feeling bad about the things I do in the outside world. Incredible. Oh, my God. I just want to point out real quick. I scrolled down a little bit, right? Oh, yes, I just did, too. <laughs> I found this oddly gripping, <clears throat> said Colonel Mustard. And short story one replied. The reason you found this oddly gripping is because you are the heir of Harlan Carloon, who was a famous jester from the Middle Ages. He entertained kings and queens by using children born from out of wedlock and used his telekinesis powers to do dangerous acts on them to entertain the crowd. One such act he did was he would pick up a child by using his own mind powers, a child, not a cup. So this is an actually, this actually person actually does have mind powers and is not just an invisible person with a cup fetish and force it down a craddock's throat and in parentheses a craddock is a middle age urban legend supernatural supernatural creature with a mouth so large it was the size of a man and then bring oh. the child out of the craddock's gut by using his mind again the child's skin will be ruined forever but nobody cared because they were entertained <laughs> The child, after being taken out of the Craddock's gut, would also know what the Craddock had eaten, tasted, and what the Craddock was feeling from on that from that point onwards. Heir of Harlan Carloon, what else do you find gripping? This is the greatest Beautiful. thing. This is the greatest. I and that got uh, nine upvotes. So is short story one just the stranger who tells people stuff? Like not, not sure. That one that I think my favorite one is still the should I claim uh, the, the should I claim that I have mind powers is still my favorite, but this is a close second. Yeah, yeah, this one 
This this is this is for sure a runner up. Does that get an upvote? Oh yeah, it gets an upvote. So hell, four out of five. Good job, short story one. Holy shit, these <laughs> this is like this the the I, I, I love reading these stories. I really do. Yeah. No, these are fantastic. <laughs> and the best part is we have no shortage of them. Short story one has sent five more and then 10 more. So we have 15 more of these we can do in the future. I am I am already looking forward to it. Beautiful. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a good time with us. I certainly did. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, we always appreciate getting some feedback. So please... Please, if you can, leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts or on if the, if you're on the YouTube version of this, leave, leave leave some comments. Give us a like, smash that like button, subscribe to Creative Horror. We do cool things like Midnight Marinara and uh, Darkly yeah. Lit and uh, Witching Hour and other cool shit. Um, give us. Give us some likes. Give us some comments. Maybe, maybe, maybe give us a kiss. Maybe give us a little, just a just a little chaste kiss on the lips. Doesn't have to be a big kiss. Doesn't have to be you know just just yeah just a little one just a, just a little teeny one. Um, and uh, hey, while you're at it, we do have a Patreon. I do like to mention that every so often that if you uh, at any dollar amount you join in, you get a backlog with a huge amount of content, including the choice dregs. Uh, if you jumping on this one you'll hear me tell a story about a weird dream i had while um i had insomnia and uh also um some other crazy shit like uh you know uh, i ruined a marx brothers joke yeah <laughs> it's it's quality content but there's a lot of stuff there so it's worth checking out um that being said uh, alan is there anything you'd like to plug here in particular or uh uh, do, nope. do, should we no okay then i guess we're done here uh good night everybody love you or good morning it's still morning i was gonna think it is good night if you're listening to this at night that's have a have a good whatever time it is please do and hey really be careful when you're moving cups around with your mind because you never know yeah there could be a dude could be just a person who really likes moving cups and only cups. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>